Welcome to Fuck the Laundry, conversations for purpose-driven women who have better things to do. I'm your host, Elise Nation, intuitive transformation coach and highly sensitive mum of two, on a mission to empower you to be the shero of your story. Join me as we explore how to 10x the shit out of life, love and business. We're live. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so, so excited because today's episode, we have a special guest, one of my beautiful, beautiful friends, the magical Courtney Dow. And to share a little bit about Courtney, well, I think I'll talk about how I met her first because that's fun. Um, But when I first moved up to Noosa, I didn't know anyone. And the other backstory Courtney might not even know was I barely even had a house. Like I, me and my, my hubby and I was pregnant at the time were shacking up with my sister-in-law and sleeping like in her lounge room. And so somehow we decided maybe we would do some pet sitting in the interim of finding our own place. And I found Courtney on the Mad Paws pet sitting site and she gave me her house, who, I, who, you know, I guess was like a complete stranger. But when we met, there was just like this vibe and I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm really interested in this person. She's got like a bit of a vibe going on. So anyway, fast forward, we actually became friends and I have witnessed Courtney expand into so many areas of motherhood, business and life that she is just so super inspiring. And I'm so grateful to have her. So a little bit about her. She is a wellness advocate. She loves low-tox living um, and talking all about how to remove toxins from your home um, using particularly oils. Um, She's a business mentor. And she has three kids. And, like, one is currently on the boot right now. (laughs) I think three. Yes. And for those who aren't watching the video, Milo, who's the newest addition, is here joining us today. So if there's any banging in the background, please be aware that that's a child and that's mum life. So welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much. I'm honestly, I'm so excited and honoured to be a part of your beautiful podcast. Um, It's so funny, like reflecting on that story of how we met, because I feel like sometimes I forget that we met in such a random way. And my husband used to always kind of make fun of me when we would organize pet sitters because I would always say I I pick them based on the vibe. Like there's a vibe and that's how I pick who is our house sitters. And it was like the moment that we met, it was just this, yes, like I like this person. I need to know more about this person. I love it. And I'm totally the same. I call it the beep beep where it's like I'm like this you know, following my inner sat-nav around me, beep, 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 like one of those like gold metal detectors, beep, 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 and then I'm like beep, 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 oh, here's one, gold. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I'm so excited to talk to you about actually all the things, but in particular motherhood and business because, oh, that's my child, <laughs> um, because like first and foremost, you've gone from when I first met you, um, running oil workshops and having, I'd say, a very casual hobby business 
to now being like a diamond leader, which can you like, I guess for anyone that doesn't know that, can you explain? Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So it has been quite an evolution. And I think when I first met you probably would have been when I was in the very, very early stages of my business, probably just starting it. And so Um, you know, I was kind of in a stage in my life where I'd had my first baby and I'd been off work for over a year and had really lost that. I think it's pretty common for mums to kind of lose their sense of self. You know, your identity kind of gets so swept up in just becoming a mom. And then all of a sudden you go, hang, hang on, like what happened to the rest of me? And so that's when I had kind of found um, doTERRA at the time and really started bringing essential oils into our life and um, not wanting to go back to a corporate job, thought maybe this is something I can do, you know? And you're right. Like it wasn't something that when I started, I had, um, like I had a lot of drive and I had a lot of, um, you know, I really wanted to make a go of it, but I didn't expect it to lead me where it has like that's probably been the biggest surprise of all um to be five years later um here in this position and and having done this literally as my full-time thing for you know growing my family and all of that and so um yeah like to be a recognized as a diamond leader within this business means that, you know, I have grown a very successful business. I've grown a big team. I've got an amazing customer base of literally thousands that I get to support and um, have created a full-time income while being home with my kids and growing my family. Um, And so, I mean, it's not something that doesn't come without challenges. Like right now I'm here, like anyone who's watching the video is going to see me like lifting up my baby and probably whipping my boobs out the whole time we're talking. <laughs> but um, I feel like, you know, as mums, we get pretty good at multitasking. So. <laughs> yeah, I think you're like the queen of multitasking. As I was like, thinking about what I would ask you, I'm just like, how? Because like you said, there's thousands of people and you're holding space for yourself for your children for your partner who has been in and out of FIFO I know he was home for a a time um so how has been support structure and I guess like asking for the help that you need so you can pursue this what does that look like for you um, look, it's it's ever evolving, right? And I think one of the biggest things that I've had in my favor in growing a business alongside motherhood is that I'm not afraid for things to be messy. Like I've always had an attitude that um, things being done is better than things being perfect. And like, you know, a perfect example of that is any, like basically any bit of written work that I ever put out, guarantee there'll be a typo in it. Like, but if I'm sitting there and I've got 10 minutes to, you know, put out an email or write a piece of content or connect with one of my customers, I'm not going to waste that time going over every fine detail, making sure it's perfect. Like, I believe that the intention behind what I'm putting out in the world speaks for itself. And there are definitely times where, you know, I might have this, I mean, this is pretty much every day, but I'll have this ever-growing to-do list. and me making the choice as a mom to grow a business and have my kids 
home with me. Like that's a conscious choice that I've made. It means that I have to be really flexible with when things don't get done. And so it's kind of this um, perspective that I can be, I can have it all in the scheme of motherhood and business and my relationship, but I can't be 100% of everything at all times because you fully drain yourself, right? So I've got moments where I'm in business mode and I'm creating and I'm getting stuff done. And then there's moments where I'm like, okay, I have to put this to the side and here I'm being a present mom or I'm hanging out with my kids or I'm focusing on what we need to do at home. And it's just like having the flexibility to know that things won't go to plan, um, but that's okay. And and experiencing the joy in it too. Yeah. Amazing. I I loved, I think I read somewhere you wrote about you know, for you, like it's about consistency and doing something every day in the business. So like, I mean, when I hear that, my version of like what sometimes all I can give it is like my energy being, meaning like I actually don't get to sit down and do any physical activity, but I can give it like, you know, five minutes of just being present with the energy of it. So like when you say consistency showing up every day in some form, like, is what does that look like? Um, oh, I mean, it can look like a million different things. It can look like, you know, for me, my business um, is really big on social media now. Um, I know, oh, baby just fell over. He's all good. Um, when we first started, I was doing a lot more in-person things, which was great for my lifestyle at the time. But as my family's grown, yeah, by you know, two more children um, online has been where I've been able to focus a lot of my energy. So it could just be showing up in some capacity, whether it's on my stories or creating a piece of content or maybe um, reaching out to some of my customers. Um, Sometimes it's boring admin stuff, Um, but it's just knowing there's this really great, um, I think it's like a book maybe, and it's about like the 1% rule. And it talks about how just working on becoming that 1% better each day can create such momentous change in your life. And so I kind of treat my business in that sense, like because of my life and the way that I've chosen, and I'm always really strong about this, like I've chosen to keep my, you know, my three-year-old and my, well, my baby's pretty young, but my three-year-old home from daycare and things like that. Like I've made that choice for the lifestyle that I want to live. And so some days it's not going to look like me sitting down with multiple hours to get things done. But I can know that if I take one small step in my business, that is creating that flow on impact. Um, And I think that's really powerful. So I actually have, um, and this is going to probably change depending on what kind of business and what kind of business model you have. But I used to have um, stuck to my laptop these little post-it notes. And they had like four different categories of business activity, like things that are important to my business and that have the categories. And then they had dot points of all different, like literal things that I could do in my business. Because as a mom, this is what I find happens. Like my brain has not been 
at its peak for a long time. Like I've been sleep deprived for like seven years. And so quite often if like I find like the kids are having a nap or someone's playing quietly or I find myself with, you know, say half an hour or an hour to get things done, what I would find myself doing is wasting that time by sitting there and going, oh, what could I do (laughs) that's productive? Like what's something I could do? And then by the time I think of what I should be doing, the baby's awake or, you know, the kids are crying or, you know, like something happens, Um, dinner needs to be cooked. And so by having those little prompts there, I found it so helpful in just going, okay, I've got five, 10, 30 minutes. And I would look at that list and I would just pick something and I would do it. And I found that really, really helpful in just instigating that action and kind of never left me with an excuse to not put one foot forward because that's, you know, that's all I needed to do at any given point is put one foot forward. I love that. And I'm like, I I need to get my hands on these. This will <laughs> Amazing, like prompts for attention and direction. I love it. Yeah. Um, and while you were sort of on that note, it made me think about two things. Um, firstly, like, because again, this has been five years. So it's it's easy from the outset to look at, like I even know, looking at you and your beautiful social media and seeing the growth and seeing these milestones. Hello. <laughs> um, and realizing that that's there's there's been five years you know there's been other consistent action that you've taken small like children like small insignificant things that seem monotonous that you've taken consistently that have led you to be able to achieve these goals but I wonder like what gremlins or fears like do you are you aware of that you've faced off with perhaps you still face off with when you're moving towards these goals um, oh, there's so there's so many. Um, I think that quite often if you are like anyone who would maybe listen to this and jump over to my social media and see the me now, you probably would never believe some of the things that I've struggled with in my business and probably one of the first ones. Um, so when I started my business, I'm, as I've mentioned, I'm a wellness advocate with doTERRA. So that's a network marketing business already with that, there's heaps of stigma attached, right? Like there are so many people that would be like, oh, she's, you know, uh, she does does MLM. (laughs) And um, I remember when I first started my business, that in itself was something that was really huge to overcome. This like, what are people going to think of me? Um, Are people going to judge me because of my business model? And, you know, overcoming that in itself was just, once again, it was a mindset shift. It was me going, okay, yes, there are definitely people who bring a bit of ick or a bit of a yuck vibe to this industry. But no matter what industry I work in, I get to decide who I am and how I show up as a businesswoman. And if that's not the energy that I want to bring to my business, I won't. So I've always really, like, I've really, I guess, prided myself on the integrity and the way that I show up in my business. And I think hopefully um, other people recognize that because in the five years I've been doing it, surprisingly, the biggest thing that I thought is that, oh, people 
are going to give me shit for this basically. And no one ever has. Like I've never been met with negativity or anything around that. Um, Probably another really big thing, and I think this is common, you know, for a lot of people, no matter what what kind of business model you're embarking on, but so much self-doubt and comparison, like uh, feeling like I was not worthy or I was not like, who am I to be doing this? Who do I think I am to be trying to start a business and create something for myself and talk about wellness when I think I had this idea that I was just, which is so bizarre to me now, but just a mom. And I think that comes back to that identity thing that I was battling with at the time. Um, And so now I can look back and go, I've never been just a mom. Like being a mom is the most epic thing in the world for starters but there's always been so much more to me and so much more value that I hold as a person than being a mother um but even like you know one of the things that I've become quite I'm going to say quite good at um is social media um I I teach social media to my team I've um recently just spoken at at a conference on the topic of social media um but what you wouldn't know Hello down there. Um, so as my baby blowing raspberries, if you can hear that sound, that's what that is. <laughs> um, but I had my Instagram account and my business for 18 months before I had the confidence to show my face on there. So I didn't just wake up one day and be great at social media. I worked at that. That was like a muscle that I flexed and I flexed over this five-year period. And so it started, you know, with, I remember, I actually remember the first time I did um, like talking on my stories. It was probably probably a 60-second clip. And I think I took over an hour to make it um, because I did so many retakes and I was worried about my voice or what I looked like or I couldn't get my words right because I was so nervous talking to my own phone. And um, But I did it and I kind of made this commitment to myself because I knew that it was something that was good for my business um, and good to, you know, create those relationships in the online space. Um, So I... I kept doing it and now like I get on. And you're like, hilarious. I know I get on and I don't care what my hair looks like and I'll probably have a boob out and I'll talk about whatever I want and I don't really care too much about what I've said and I'm just I'm comfortable in that. But like I think, yeah, that's the thing. Like people don't see that that was a huge challenge for me to overcome because I did have so much um self-doubt and who would want to listen to me and oh my god like if my husband would be in the other room and I would hear him listening to it like you know when you hear the sound of your own voice and I'm like no I don't sound like that but um yeah it's just you know it's like one of those things in business um there's also a lot of comparison I guess because you know when you are building a business in especially in the online space it's so easy to look at other people who are in your field um who just whether they are or whether it's just a perception but that they are so much better than you or they know so much more than you or somehow they have so much more time than you like I used to compare myself to these women who um were completely amazing like you know I'm I'm so lucky that my business has brought me um 
some of the most amazing connections and friendships of my entire life. But I would find myself comparing um, my out, output, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but to to women whose kids were grown up and moved out of home and did have eight hours sleep every night and had full, like, you know, could put in a 40-week work, 40-hour work week if they wanted to. And I would find myself in this comparison game. Um, and I guess overcoming that, a, a lot of it for me has been, number one, instead of focusing on what I think other people do better than me is really trying to acknowledge things about, and this is hard for us as women, but recognize things in myself that I I do think I do well or things that do make me, you know, more unique or things that kind of set me apart, but also recognizing um, the kind of life that I want to live. So if I'm in a space of comparing myself to the work women are doing when they don't have their kids at home with them, um, I, I've intentionally built my business to have a business at home with young kids so that I can have my kids home with me. So it's like really leaning into that and going, no, I, this is, this is the life that I've been wanting to create. Yes. It's, it's messy. Yes. I don't get everything done, but this is the dream, right? Totally. And like, it's so interesting because there's this question I've been playing with about realities like recently. Um, and asking every day or every moment that I think of when I catch myself going into whether the program for me like comparison to what someone else is doing and how they're doing more than me or whatever the story is. And I ask myself, whose reality am I functioning from? And if I was to be choosing from my reality today, what would I choose? So there's like, you know, anyone listening, some great questions to just catch yourself because it's like, you know, when we look into social media, for example, we get caught up in everyone else's reality. And you don't realise, even if it's a positive thing, that you actually are influenced by that and then you can start creating from that. And, like, here's an example. So, like, recently you got some of you might listen to the, the last episode. I moved house. And so the process of that is, like, going out and looking at houses and, like, deciding does this one work, does this one not work. And I walked into a house that, like, had the same artwork, the same like lounges as one of my closest friends and like she's a very positive influence on my life but I was like oh my god I'm creating from her reality because look what's shown up and I could choose it but I was like well that's not my reality with like with what I want to choose but it was like really clear that we know that like we can be influenced negatively but also positively and you know but still not necessarily where it's us creating our reality and so I've been really playing with this lately and I'm so like I wanted specifically to talk to Courtney about comparison and competition because she's so prevalent in the online space. And and, and really interestingly, like I loved hearing that she's not immune to it, that she's like a human still having to like navigate those and how it shows up for her is like so interesting. It's like, you know, she's comparing her, her time and her capacity to create. And I'm looking at her going, oh, my God, I look at, at Courtney and I'm like, her creative capacity, I'm like, how are you doing it? And so, and but in her reality, she's like still slightly judging herself for it. So, you know, I love that we're all in this together. Thank you for sharing that. Um, but also the interesting thing is that like comparison and competition, 
are two different things. Someone said to me recently, oh, you're in competition with me. And I was like, what? I don't even know what you do. Um, But what I realized was like comparison is actually like the lesser kind of, it's more of a negative aspect because it, it gets you to start looking at where you're not measuring up to someone else or like you actually start um, um, taking from yourself rather than like competition can actually be something that's really helpful where you're in, if you're in competition with yourself and you're only focusing on like the goals that you have and how you can excel and also like Courtney said, like recognising what your skills are, what you're already good at and what comes naturally to you and maybe enhancing like your your already existing strengths. Um, But I think where we get stuck is where um, we go to competition with others, but then we're actually doing comparison and we're starting to like measure ourselves in like unrealistic ways with people who are living totally different realities. And then secondly, like is that reality even the one that you desire to create? So. that's my spiel about that. And I think another, you know, key factor as well, especially in the online world, and I, you know, try and reflect on this as often as possible. You could be watching someone's stories every single day, but you still might be only seeing two minutes of their day and their reality. Um, And it's what people choose to open up and share. So, so much of what we're seeing is not, it's not really anyone's reality, is it? It's true. It's just, it's like, like what they say when you can collapse everything down from all matter into like a tiny cube. It's like you're only seeing like one tiny face of like the cube if you turn it on a certain angle and then it's like actually dependent on what lens you're looking through that day and how fucked up you feel or not. And it's just like, oh, it's just such a glorious soup. (laughs) So when and what I love is that you find a way, and maybe this is your medicine, that you make this funny. So can you talk about like maybe like little things you do when you face up against something that's sucky, like, you know, things you do to make it funny? Like, Yeah, so I, I mean, I try and bring a lot of humour into my content creation and a big thing for me is that I always want it to feel good for me when I am when I am creating and I'm like, I consider myself a pretty creative person. I get a lot of joy out of that. And so for me, um, having this kind of business and, you know, like at times business and babies can be stressful. Like anyone who says it's not (laughs) is full of it. So for me, it's always about injecting fun into it because that's what keeps me wanting to be here and keeps me wanting to, to do what I do. And one of the things that I guess I've found um, is in, particularly in the industry that I'm in, right, you open up Instagram, there's no shortage of people who are trying to sell essential oils. Am I right? Like, you know, there's, there's enough people out there. And so what I think is really important in this industry and probably any industry is focusing on the things that, like I said before, the things that make you unique or the things that make you stand out. And so if I get online and I did this at the start of my business and I would just recycle content that was kind of like what I'd seen other people post and it was really generic um, 
And it, it was fine because it was, you know, useful information, but it wasn't me creating a brand and a business that was unique. And so the more, and it took time as my confidence grew, but I found the more that I started showing up as my true self, which can feel so like, you know, you feel really vulnerable when you're doing that, like showing people the real you, because, you know, you do have those fears of people aren't going to like me. Right. Um, But the more that I started doing that, the more successful my business became. And it's not, it's not because everybody likes me. I'm sure there's lots of people that would go onto my page and be like, you know, like she's so cringe or like, Ill, like I don't know. Um, like, oh, she creates amazing <laughs> shit. I hate that <laughs> Yeah, but what what I've been able to do is like I probably repel those people that don't like me, but I've been able to become a magnet for the people that are aligned with me, and that's how my business has become more successful. And so, you know, I still you know, have thoughts sometimes where I'm like, oh, you know, but I just push through that and post it because more often than not, like I have, I just find that my audience and the people that I've surrounded myself with in my community, they have the same feelings or they have the same experiences or maybe they have the same sense of humor um, and they, they get it and they resonate with it. And it just continues to grow those relationships and build a really aligned and connected audience. Um, and so, yeah, it's not, it's not always easy, but for me, like I, humor is a big part of my personality and who I am. It's like basically how I deal with everything in life. Everything has to be a joke. It's my coping mechanism. Um, but it's also like, I, I love to laugh. And so bringing bits of humor into my social media is just really important in creating like an accurate reflection of who I am in my life. Um, So yeah, it's just something that I've been able to do over time and have fun with. Love that. And so I guess I wonder like when you started all of this, like, you know, did you have responses actually like how long or or was it like no one responding? Because, you know, now you have an audience. But what was it like when you didn't and you were still wanting to show up and wanting to contribute, um, but you weren't always validated for like, or there wasn't the feedback? Was there ever a time like that for you? Um, uh, I guess from a wider audience perspective, yes. But I'm really, really fortunate in the fact that I've always had some really beautiful support in my real life. Um, not just in my online life. So, you know, my husband, for example, is, you know, you know, my husband, Matt, he is um, right from the get-go. He's had my back. Did that just freeze a little bit? Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're answering my next question, so keep going. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've always had his support, which has been amazing. Like just, I think like from an emotional perspective, um, knowing that, yeah, like he's cheering me on and he wants to see me succeed in this. And he's really supportive of me trying to create something that um, fills my cup. Um, And, you know, you mentioned at the start that he has a FIFO job. So it's obviously a juggle. Um, 
and I'm not the I'm not the best communicator. <laughs> But um, as you know very well about me as well, um, but I'm finding that the more that I can try and communicate, my oh hold on we've had a we've had a stack yeah yeah like a big thing for me is being able to communicate hold on booby fixes everything Com- yeah. <laughs> communicate what I need. Um, I think this is really important for mums that are trying to juggle um, business and family. Like if I can say to him at the start of a week, like, you know, I try not to tell him things too far in advance because he'll just forget them. Um, But I'll be like, hey, this is the support that I need this week. Um, I've got, you know, this call on or I need to carve out a little bit of time to focus on this. Um, And we try and balance that um, really well between us. Um, you know, even if it's like sometimes I'm doing calls that'll be like at dinner time and it's like crazy hour with the kids. And, but, you know, we, we just try and navigate it as a family and having that support. And then also from like, you know, my friendship groups, like I have um, at the start of my business, you know, I definitely have a lot of friends that have kind of since day one been like, eh, like they're not really interested in what I do. They don't care about low tox living they don't care about essential oils, but they care about me. And so they've, you know, they cheer me on. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, I don't need the friends and family in my life to be like purchasing all my products. Like I'm not one of those that goes and hunts them down, chases them down and says, you will buy essential oils. But for me, just having them cheering me on and supporting me in a in a friendship capacity has probably been the best the best thing for me in my in my confidence when starting my business hold on let's get this are you happy here we go especially that you're um, talking yeah I, I wanted to ask you about that because you know it's so important to have people that have your back and you know not not everyone has that and maybe anyone listening could you find one person that you know that that does or acknowledge someone who maybe has the capacity to but you've never even asked them and so I think like what you said is communication certainly like I'm forever developing that too because whilst I'm super psychic and I put things in my husband's head all the time and he usually picks it up there's certain things like that like I could do so much better like um actually communicating Oh, and kind of getting clear on what what my goal is, I guess, like with my business or or with my activities outside of motherhood or even with motherhood. Yeah, I think I think it's a big one, and I think, um, you know, it's still once again that's a muscle that I'm still working. Like sometimes I'll just be like, God damn it, why can't he just read my mind? You know, <laughs> but um, groceries, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I find like, you know, if I just say, hey, like I've got this big thing that I'm working on, or I've got this that I'm trying to achieve, like, you know, can we try and um, allow a little bit more space for me this week to to create that? Like, can I, you know, um, and I find that that works really well. Um, there was, oh, there's something else that I was going to say there as well. Can't remember what it was. Something about, oh, that's what I was going to say about friendship groups, actually. Um so for me, I've had 
you know, I've got a lot of different friendship groups. I've got some, you know, I'm still really close with my girlfriends from high school. I still see them regularly. Um, but a lot of them aren't really in the, the business space. And so while they're all super supportive, they all like, they're not going to sit there and listen to me talk about my business for seven hours and not get bored. Um, and so something that I did, which was super out of my comfort zone as well, when I was first kind of starting my business is I put myself out there a little bit and I went to a few um, networking events and I started making connections with people that I vibed with online, like social media. And I've got this whole other group of friends now that we are best friends. We talk every day and we met through Instagram. And we, we know we went to a couple networking events. We're all here on the Sunshine Coast. And like I've just been this morning at one of um one of those girls. I've been at one of her events this morning. Um, but I think it's really important if you ask someone that is maybe in that position as, you know, a businesswoman or, you know, you're creating something of your own and you it's not that the people in your life don't care, but they don't really, they're not in it with you. Um, and so don't be afraid to go out and make those connections because there are so many women looking for the same thing. And I find that when you've got, when you can be in a space where you can have those conversations about business and about goals and, um, and just sharing different perspectives with each other, it, it is so powerful for your business and for your growth and for your mindset. And it's one of the best things that I can recommend. Uh, I just get the energy of that. I'm like, yes, I really like, I relate to that right now. I have some beautiful mum friends and they're so happy being mums. Yeah. Um, and they're just so like, they're built, like we're all, you know, made to be mums, but some I think just like melt into that so well. Um, and maybe they always dreamed of being a mum. And for me, like, I never dreamed of being a mom. I like, I was like, I'll probably adopt kids down the track if, you know, I don't have my own. And also if I don't have my own, that's totally fine. And I adore my children and they're so delicious. But I like, I know, like, I'm also a businesswoman. Like it fascinates me and I'm, I'm purpose-driven. I'm like, I want to help people like have the most, you know, expansive life and touch everybody inappropriately but maybe not like <laughs> you know with their with their dreams and their visions and just like unlock like all the stuff so you know I love that and I think I think I will be taking a leap from that book and yeah. what's the next step for me putting yeah. myself in another yeah. level but yeah I love I that I spoke about this recently um at a I went to like a, a woman's circle thing and you know I spoke about how you know I guess there was a period where I felt um, you know, cause I was so driven to create something with my business when my daughter was relatively young. Um, you know, she was two maybe when I hit diamond in my business and I felt almost this sense of guilt when I would look around and see so many other mums that just were so content just being a stay at home mom. And I thought, you know, is, is this bad that I want something outside of that? Um, and there's not like either way, if you are someone who just loves being a mom and you want to soak up every single second of your kid's childhood, then I think that is so amazing. But if you're also someone like me who loves being with your children, but also you need to get fulfillment from things outside of that, that is friggin' amazing as well. And we like, you know, yeah, like it's, 
every single path, like whatever it is that lights you up, like follow that. And, you know, sometimes it's good to surround yourself with people who are like-minded in that. Um, And then you still have all of those other amazing friendships that you can cherish and nourish and and they'll fill up the other, other cup, you know? Totally. And it's so interesting, like this whole, I think that alone, like is something I'm seeing really prevalent at the moment in my world is like, are you, you know, do you want to be a stay-at-home mom or can you, this is the generation where you can have everything. Can even like a leader posted something recently about having all of that in, you know, and achieving all these goals in, in influence and being now like choosing to be at home and honouring the season of now being at home. And it's, you know, so even that can be um, confusing about like what path is the right path for you. In, when when there is like the guilt and this person's choosing that and it sounds really convincing in the way that they're explaining it and justifying it to themselves publicly, you know, and then this person's doing this. And and so I, I see myself like I think because I'm so sensitive and easily like if I'm not on my path and really focused and I'm having like a funk and I just all, all it takes for me to do is like open, open social media and I'm just like, I just fall down the rabbit hole like quite quickly. So um, whilst my boundaries are getting like better with that um, and I think it is really about the more you just focus on what feels good for you, that is less of an impact. But, you know, every time you have a baby, I think you just go through this huge overhaul again of like what do I even like anymore? Do I do I want to engage with my business? Do I want to do business? Is like so... I also think if you're out there like and you're going through the identity crisis of like just becoming a mum, that's totally cool as well. And um, I guess really this conversation is, if anything, inspires me to go, just do what feels good for you in the moment. It feels good. There's so much available. You can try all the things, but also you can try none of the things (laughs) and just take it like one day at a time. I think that's a really important thing as well that you've just kind of acknowledged there is like do what feels good for you, but you're not like it doesn't have to be permanent. Like you can follow those breadcrumbs again and again and again and maybe each time you'll get another little piece of the puzzle and you might do 10, 15 things before you find this magic thing that sticks. Or you might be someone who just keeps evolving and going down different paths. And I don't think we should feel afraid to do that. Um, it's yeah, just, you know, for some people, they're going to have this one calling that they know from the start and they follow that path and they have the one career and that's what they do for life. But I think like we really need to, as a society, like really embrace that we can have this change and go through different seasons of our life doing different things. Yeah. And I think children, like I always sort of try to bring my focus back to like, what my children are inviting me to experience because especially zero to five, let's say, until they maybe consider sending school or they're starting to, you know, progress into a different type of education. Um, They just like most of them will just try all the things, you know, and not get attached to anything like whether it's toys or like my daughter tried dance and now she's trying gymnastics and now she wants to do singing and she wants to be on TV and it's like, if I didn't make it significant, which you don't because it's your child, it's like, come on, 
But what if we just allowed that for ourselves in this, like, in this moment in time, in this season of like, what if you could just go try different things, try that hat on, try shaving your head, try this dress on, try, I don't know, cross-dressing, whatever, <laughs> and, you know, just have it for the joy of it. And I, I constantly, because I've been so programmed, like getting out of home at a young age and, and trying to just guarantee my survival, I'm deconditioning, like that I have to find the thing, stick to the thing, and then get, you know, um, certainty or like stability, whatever it is. Um, and to try to just actually go back to like, what's the play? What's the joy? How can I have fun with this? And, um, and also you did this really well, which I love anyone. And, and we'll go into that where I, you drop all your social handles. So, so anyone listening can find you, but you went to like a concert recently and I just love, like you constantly do things and I'm like, yes, queen, <laughs> like whatever motherhood ever was to anyone. Like, I just love that you debunk all the possibilities available with motherhood, like especially traditional motherhood. It's like, um, what I mean is that you were at a Backstreet Boys concert with Milo who had headphones on. So, like, I guess how can you speak to play and, like, how you exercise that in your life? Well, I guess for me, like, I've never wanted motherhood to be like a burden or I've never wanted to have the attitude that I can't do things that bring me joy because I'm a mum. Like I just, I don't subscribe to that idea at all. And, you know, there are, cert- there are certain things that I may not be able to do in the moment, right? But um, one of my beautiful best friends, she has this thing that she says all the time and it's the way that she lives her life. She's got two daughters and she always says, um, is the life I'm living a life that I would wish upon my children? And that really, really stuck with me because I think that as mothers, we so often we martyr ourselves. We put our needs last. We put our joy last. We spend all of our time caring for everyone else and we're stressed out and we are depleted um, physically and emotionally. And I don't want my children to look at motherhood like that. Um, I want my children to see me living a life that is really joyful and them getting to be a part of that as well. Um, And so that was like a big thing for me with um, the Backstreet Boys, which like that was, it was amazing. Like it was probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I really did not expect those words to be coming out of my mouth, but it was amazing. I so would be there. <laughs> yeah. Know. You know, like I that's like my primary school days. Like I just and so when tickets came on sale, I didn't know. Um, I didn't know where I was gonna be at with motherhood. I thought, you know, there's a pretty good chance I might be able to leave him if he takes a bottle. Um, I should have known better because none of my babies have ever taken a bottle. Um <laughs> but <laughs> I know. I'm just like, it's fine. I just get these tickets. And then we kind of got close to the event and it was, well, I'm going and Milo goes where the boobs go. Like I'm not missing out on this thing that is going to be the best thing in my life. So, you know, I made sure I had really suitable headphones to protect his ears and we just went in and I've kind of always done things just with my baby strapped to me. Like they're always safe and comfy in their baby carrier. I've always had them a big part of my life and we had the best time. And 
you know, I just, I really love that my kids get to be, you know, not only do I have this memory now for me of like one of the best nights of my life, but my, my baby is a part of that memory with me too. Right. And so, and my kids, like, you know, I've shown videos to my six-year-old and my three-year-old um, of mommy at this concert dancing to the backstreet. And they just like, they love it because they see me being silly and living a life that is fun. And that's more than anything. I, that's what I want for them. So. I love it. I could finish on that. I just, but it was just this part that I thought that conversation and all the excuses I know that we can easily make when something fun presents itself and just like putting it to the side and going I'm doing this and the babies will will work around me I know that that seems to be a common thing that I've also experienced with like when I get the energy of something that's fun for me and that the thoughts are always there it's like well what if I can't get someone to watch the kid or what if you know, and you stop yourself from making the choice before it's even, it could be like weeks away and you have like all this time to figure it out or not, or just trust like literally that if you choose it, that the universe will support you and that you'll be, you know, gifted with what you, whatever resources you require to like continue choosing like all of that. Yeah, it's so true. And I just think, you know, we deserve to do things that fill us with joy and do things that make us feel happy and you know motherhood <laughs> the whole family just came in <laughs> oh, we're, we're wrapping up now family <laughs> they need me they love me so much um but you know yeah keep doing those things like motherhood is awesome and life is awesome like just do it all and don't feel guilt and don't feel shame and don't feel like you can't like there's no can'ts there's just no no can't and also it's like when that shit comes up just do it anyway because it's like it's probably the energy that will totally smash out any shame guilt doubt you know because when you're in it you'll be like yes I do you know and it, it's like builds that confidence also in yourself of like that you're listening to to your intuition to that part of you that's that is like your true self. And I think a lot of those things, you know, you just you just have to go into it with a bit of a, you know, be willing to go with the flow. Like, you know, for example, taking Milo to a gigantic concert, like it could have gone either way. He could have hated it. But I had this willingness to go and have the experience and, you know, if I had to go and sit out in a, you know, another room with him so he could go to sleep. Like I was willing to do that to have the experience. And it just turns out that he absolutely, like, he loved it. There's like videos of him smiling and dancing and then he fell asleep and slept through the, so it was fine. Who did you take to Russell, um, Russell Branson? I did. I took, um, yeah, my, so my three-year-old, when he was four months old, I had tickets to see Russell Brand. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, terrible it was yeah it was amazing like it um, and you got photos with him too because yeah was we got like, to meet him <laughs> and because it was his um you know it was a show about addiction like it was a very deep topic and he looked out in the audience and saw that there was a woman there with a baby 
And so he actually like spoke to us in the show and then kept referring to Remy all throughout, all throughout his entire show. Um, and it was, it was amazing. And it was once again, like it was just something that I really wanted to be a part of. And I was willing to try and give the experience a go. Um, and it turned out great. Well, and also it's like there was a contribution for you, but I always like to think, and this has really helped me with my kids, they're also here to be a contribution to other people. And if I get in the way of that, then I'm also not really serving them. So sometimes these experiences, especially if they're called to join you or or whatever it is, even if they're not and they get to watch a video, like there is so much more going on than you even can comprehend. It's it's like it's a gift for all the people that get to be a part of it. Like you know, who he was probably talking like healing his inner child with like Remy through the conversation. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was amazing, and it's just yeah, like I'm always I'm always willing to have experiences with my kids, and you know, do things that bring us all a bit of joy. I love it so much and I love you and I just, all of this conversation, I can't wait to listen to it over and over and over. You have so much wisdom and juiciness that I just, I'm so grateful for you. And um, in letting you go, I also um, would love for you to share about your next big goal, which is about um, becoming another level of leadership within the doTERRA organisation. So can you please speak to that and also like how people find you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm currently part of a program um, with doTERRA, which is called Founders. And it's the first time that this position has ever become available in this way in Australia. Um, And the company has been here for 10 years now. Um, And basically a founder is someone who's being recognized as a leader, someone who is really working to develop not just their own team, but the entire market. And so they get recognized in, I guess, more of a leadership position within the company and rewarded through that. Um, There's um, financial incentives to that as well, um, which would be pretty life-changing for me and my husband. Um, There's only a very select handful of people that are in. Hello, you're being a bit noisy. Um, in the running for it across Australia and New Zealand, um, I think maybe about 20. Um, and there's only one position available. So that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment. It's a three-month qualification period. So it just started in March and runs until the end of May. And I guess most of how it works is, are you? is that you cheering mummy on? You're going, go, mum, go, mum. Uh, I'm just going to put him on the ground. There we go. Um, So, yeah, most of how that works is, um, number one, bringing new customers into our community. So a big part of what I do in my job is um, helping people buy wellness products and essential oils and then supporting them in making low-tox swaps in their home, um, really simple simple changes that make a big impact on health and wellness. Um, So supporting my customers, Um, developing my team. So I do a lot of business mentorship, as we mentioned before. So helping my team members to grow their own business, which is really one of the things that excites me the most in this business is getting to do it alongside other women and helping them to reach their own personal and financial and family goals. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty full on. Like I am definitely, I'm definitely the underdog in this situation, but uh, as you know, like I'm kind of the person, like I could look at this and be like, oh, I'm up against some pretty incredible leaders here in Australia. Like some of them are my really good friends and some of them have been in the business a lot longer than I have. Um, But I just look at this as an opportunity for growth. Like um, I know that I've got some incredible skills and a lot to offer in this business for, you know, not just my team and my customers, but the company. And I just think the only thing that can come out of it is growth. Like I I have a very exciting opportunity to do something that feels very, very scary and intimidating, especially talking about it publicly. You know, like when you tell people that you have a really big goal that you may not reach, um, that's, you know, that's a very vulnerable thing to do. But I'm just out here going, hey, there's this huge goal and I'm going to do everything that I can to do it. And I'm going to, number one, I'm going to have heaps of fun doing it. I'm not going to, this isn't going to become this stressful thing that drains me. I'm going to show up in my business in the most excited, fun way possible. um, And I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to learn things. So no matter where I land, you know, maybe I, I do get this amazing position and it changes my life. But if I don't and it goes to someone else who's equally deserving, um, what comes out of this is incredible personal, professional and business development. And so who knows where I land at the end of May, Um, but I'm really looking forward to just the experience. And um, I'm doing a lot of things in this that are very outside of my comfort zone, I think, in the way that I am. I'm just doing more things that I typically would make excuses not to do in my business. I think we all have those things, you know, where I will go like emails, for example. Oh my gosh. I'm so normally I'm like, oh, I don't have time to sit down and write to my email list because of my children. But that's not why I'm, it's because I'm not prioritizing it. <laughs> it's like the mummy excuse. Oh, yeah. and oh. Oh, I mean, phone you know? calls. Like normally I'm like, oh, I don't have time because I'm a mom, but it, it's not, that's not why I'm not doing it. It's because I won't prioritize it because it feels uncomfortable to me. So I think, I think a big thing for me as well is like really um, when I talk about only doing things that give me joy in my business and doing things that light me up, I've really come to recognize like there are things that don't feel good and I won't do them, or there are things that feel uncomfortable and I'll hide from doing them, but I should do them, you know? Yeah, you know, there's a big, there's a difference. I love that talk. Like I could talk about that all day because I say this sometimes to my husband, you know, we're both coaches, so it's like that's just what comes up. And I'm like, is the resistance actually because what's on the other side of it is everything you've been asking for? And this is what our mind does. It like throws it up and goes all the good excuses why it sounds like a good reason not to do it because ultimately its job is just to keep you safe, right? So, you know, and there's a whole discussion I could go into maybe next time about that. But um, a quickly, a quick um, good little analogy is like if you're holding a gun and you go to pull the trigger and you you get the safety latch and it's like the gun saying, do you really want to pull the trigger? You know, your mind's saying, like, are you really going to go for this? Because, you know, what if, like, you die, basically? Or, like, you know, you lose everything because of it. And and it's all actually 
you know, more often than not, just like a load of BS. Um, and so I love that you've acknowledged that, that you've recognized it and that you're saying like, yes, because it's, and, and I'm sure you'll keep meeting yourself over the next three months. Like the same as like when you're preparing for birth, like it's almost like, you know, we all have our own experiences through different stages, but the last trimester, all of a sudden you're met with all the things surrounding birth and like the fears that you may have about that. Um, you know, so you're, you're, you have this dream that you've been working towards for some time and it's like all the things will start coming up now. Um, you know, so I love, I love that you're going for it and I want to support you in any way I can. So anyone listening, if you, if you would love some oils, essential oils, just because they smell amazing also, but you can do lots of them, genius things with them. Um, I will put Courtney's details for Instagram and her website, all the things in the show notes. She is at the conscious coven. Um, and if anything, like, you know, it could be that you just want to use it in your home. You just like watch her stuff and just fall in love with her and are like, take my money. Um, or you, or you're interested in exploring like business and how business could work for you with motherhood. Like, this would be an amazing conversation to to explore with Courtney. She's like so, like obviously so fun. Um, Another thing um, that I'm doing, which is one of those very, very outside of my comfort zone things, um, during this process of of doing the Founders Program, um, I'm going to be sharing on my Instagram something called the Founders Diaries, and it's just going to be a weekly video um, of me talking about what I'm how like how my week is going with this really big goal balancing motherhood and and business and I'm going to be talking about you know the things that I'm facing up against the struggles that I'm overcoming um and so even I think if you're someone who is like ew essential oils no because nobody nobody thinks that but um but you're someone who has a business mindset and wants to get a bit of a sneak peek behind the curtain of how someone is actually juggling it in a day-to-day, um, I'm going to be really open and raw about that because I kind of feel if there's one really awesome thing that can come out of me publicly going for such an audacious big goal is I want to inspire other women and help them to feel really confident having big badass goals for themselves and not having like someone asked me the other day aren't you scared of failing I'm like but like like I I start where I am now I either go for this big goal and I don't get it but I still propel myself into like this forward motion somewhere new and amazing if I don't go for it the only place I end up is where I am now and I want other women to see that that there is no fear of failing because if you're putting yourself out there and having new experiences and trying new things and pushing yourself a little bit it's only good stuff that comes out of that totally and like I mean we could speak about this for hours but you know every choice you make creates something so you make a choice to do nothing it's creating something for you like usually the opposite you know, you start to go into a state of sort of slow decay because we're built as creative beings to evolve and to explore ourselves and push the edges. So I, I think like no matter what choice you make, especially if it's towards something, more often than not, like 
God has a bigger plan about how that's orchestrated and like the magic of the unfolding of all of that is like truly the miracle and the joy of the journey. Um, and the fact that you're open to just all of the gifts that are possible to you that you're you're not even aware of, you know, all the people, all of the experiences, like like all of the stories you'll have, all of the parts of you that you'll get to meet, like it's just Ah, I love you so much. Love you, I'm love you. It all. I love you so much. Thank yes. you so much for having me and on your Thank beautiful you. podcast. I'm, it's honestly such an honor. I love you so much. And um, I, <laughs> I will be watching you closely, as, you know, and, and can contribute in any way, just ask. Um, but anyone listening, please subscribe, share this with anyone that you know would like to just feel inspired about the conversation with what's possible with motherhood and business and just having goals and like not being afraid to allow yourself to have goals, all of the stuff. Um, and I can't wait to catch you next week. Ta-da. In the spirit of reconciliation, this podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.